Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Wednesday, December 4th. So it was shaping up to be a relatively quiet morning up until about 4.11 a.m. when Bloomberg crossed a headline entitled, U.S.-China Move Closer to Trade Deal Despite Heated Rhetoric. Um, you know, again, I think the markets have been reacting, um, have been overreacting to headlines both on the upside and the downside over the last four sessions. Um, that, you know, my view, though, still stays the same. So, you know, just to kind of dissect this Bloomberg article, um, I do think that despite some of the rhetoric out of Trump yesterday at the NATO summit and despite some of the trade actions, the Argentina, Brazil and France tariff threats, um, I still think that a phase one agreement is much more likely than not. Um, I do, th- I do though think that, you know, so Bloomberg suggests that a deal could be in place before December 15th when this next tranche of tariffs is due to go into effect. Um, I would push back against that a little bit. It just seems that, um, that seems unlikely. I do think though that talks are occurring. Um, I think that they are quote unquote making progress. I think that they have not yet reached a consensus around agricultural purchases and then tariff rollback. The agricultural purchase, um, you know, there is kind of this uh, this dilemma whereby in order for China to meet U.S. agricultural purchase demands, it would require uh, the government to force companies to take action and, and, and make purchases beyond their needs, which is kind of one of the key demands um, that Washington is asking China to stop state intervention with their companies. So um, that kind of inherent contradiction is one issue. And then um, obviously the amount of tariff rollback is another one. So you know, if you go back a couple of weeks, the the rough consensus has been you're going to get increased agricultural purchases. You're going to get some vague pledges around FX policy and IP protection. Um, you're going to get some uh, opening of the financial services industry in exchange for the October 15th and December 15th tariffs not happening. Um, and then also some rollback, which probably means the September 1st tariffs get scrapped. Um, and then perhaps you lower some maybe you lower some tariff rates or you outline a schedule whereby you will see further tariff rollbacks over time if China um, uh, fulfills the, the kind of phase one uh, term. So, um, you know, I, I'm not reading too much into the Bloomberg article. I, you know, I think the reaction on the upside is somewhat overdone. So the S&P futures are up about 14 to 15 points. They were flat until that article hit. Um, you know, I, do, I still think you're going to get a phase one agreement. Um, I'm a little skeptical it happens before December 15th, but um, nonetheless. And then kind of, you know, my views on the tape overall are still the same. So even though I still think a phase one agreement is likely, um, you know, I don't think that we deserve to be up at 3150, 3160, which is where we were just a few days ago. Um, you know, and keep in mind the futures, if you go by the S&P futures peak to trough, you know, they slumped nearly 3% in just about 24 hours. So it was a pretty violent decline. Um, you know, I think at 3,100, the risk reward turns a little bit more neutral. Below 3,050, it turns more positive. So, um, you know, my views have been very consistent for a couple of weeks. I've been wrong as we overshot a little bit on the upside. Um, but in terms of kind of my fundamental framework and the views on growth, trade, earnings, et cetera, they're all kind of very, very consistent. I lay them all out again in this morning's Vital Dawn. So um, just kind of stepping back to the news, obviously, that Bloomberg headline at 411 is is the big uh, piece of news that's out there, although there were a few other articles on China trade as well. Reuters had some updates. Um, apparently, Jared Kushner is now directly involved in these negotiations as he attempts to uh, reach a consensus. The you know Reuters is reporting that and the implication being um, that Lighthizer, Navarro, Mnuchin, et cetera, that contingent of negotiators um, was perhaps not moving fast enough or, or not achieving enough progress. And so Kushner is now stepping in, apparently setting up um, a kind of side negotiation with the Chinese ambassador to the U.S. 
you know, unclear how to read into all that. Um, the U.S. House passed another piece of legislation um, concerning human rights in China. Again, this is something that is not going to help the negotiation process. I don't think it implodes it just yet. Um, but again, China expressed um, its displeasure with that bill and then and then kind of warned again about vague retaliation. Um, you know, if you go back to the Hong Kong legislation that Trump signed into law Wednesday night, um, you know, the Chinese retaliatory measures were very, very, very mild. Um, so again, that that was not going to disrupt the trade negotiations. And this this House bill last night probably won't either. But again, they certainly do not help. Um, those are definitely the kind of the big macro headlines. There's this big OPEC meeting that is coming up later this week. You have, you know, you have a kind of a, a lot of side meetings occurring where various delegates are meeting. Um, you know, there are kind of there's a lot of chatter. Iraq is pushing very aggressively to have the 1.2 million barrel per day cut expanded to 1.6 million barrels. Um, it's unclear if enough consensus exists for that to occur. It looks very likely you're at least going to see a one quarter extension of the current 1.2 million barrel agreement. So that's due to expire at the end of March. It's at least going to be extended to the end of June. Um, based on everything we know, I would I would have to imagine that you're not going to see an expansion. So from 1.2 to 1.6, um, but you will we'll, we'll at least see uh, a one quarter extension of it. Um, it looks increasingly unlikely the USMCA will not pass the House this year. Again, I don't think markets care too much about that, given you're just replacing. Um, really, you're kind of only making cosmetic changes to NAFTA. Um, so I don't think markets are super concerned. And you continue to kind of see upside pressure in the pound as investors um, look towards a relatively healthy majority for Johnson exiting the upcoming December 12th election in the UK. Um, and just quickly on the eco front, services PMIs were in focus. Um, you know, the China Cation services PMI was nicely ahead of the street. So that kind of echoes the MBS PMIs that we had out over this past weekend that were also above expectations. And then the final Eurozone PMI also saw an upward revision as well. So, um, you know, some healthy data out of Europe and China. Um, but again, nothing where you can really look at the global growth landscape and say that, you know, we're seeing a, a, a sharp inflection higher. At best, you're kind of just seeing more of a stabilization, especially on the manufacturing front. Um, looking at... Uh, some micro news, I would say that, you know, the big area of focus would just be on these kind of quote unquote growth cloud software earnings last night, Salesforce, Workday um, and ZS. Um, no, none of them were bad, quote unquote. Um, but I certainly think that the market, the bar for impressing the market in this environment. And if you go back to the Monday, we recall we had that kind of pretty aggressive growth sell off. Um, I think I don't think any of them really achieved the bar that would kind of um, warrant a sharp reversal higher in those stocks. So Workday especially gave out some fiscal 21 guidance on the call that was a little bit underwhelming. So I'd imagine those stocks could struggle, especially if you do see um, you know, another sell-off in treasuries, yields go higher today as people kind of grow a little bit more optimistic on uh, the China landscape. Uh, so just quickly looking at the calendar in the US today, um, I would say the focus will just be on Ecodata. So you're going to get the ADP jobs report at 8.15. Um, and then recall, we get the official government jobs report this Friday, and then the services ISM hits at 10 a.m. On the earnings front, uh, nothing super, um, nothing super important in terms of uh, earnings. Um, and then you're going to have a lot more conferences. Uh, the same conferences that have been going on are continue today, so you're going to see more um, investor presentations. Um, I would say you had one semiconductor mid-quarter update last night. Microchip 
um, which is similar to Texan in that they have a very broad end market exposure, a lot of industrial auto. Um, they mildly, mildly tweaked higher their guidance. So they had got a revenue down 6%. They're now guiding it down 5%. So somewhat in, uh, encouraging update. Again, nothing that really kind of shifts the narrative, but um, obviously that's better than uh, a, a cut in guidance. Um, and that is pretty much it for today. So thank you everyone for listening.